أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة My most respected, honorable elders, our respected brother, young friend. We all are quite fully aware that the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is undergoing a great amount of trial and adversity. And at the same time, within all of whatever is happening, there is also a great amount of hope and opportunity. And this is the outlook of a mu'min and a believer that in all conditions of life, we look at the situation objectively and we look at the situation uh, realistically. These are the two important aspects to consider the objectivity of something and to be realistic about it. and therefore Allah tabarak wa ta'ala has given us the most important rope which gives us so much of hope and that is al-quran al-kareem quran because the quran al-kareem is the timeless salam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is applicable and relevant in every era right up till the end of time it will always be the central 
point of reference for the mu'mineen and the believers in every condition, good, not so good, difficult, and not so difficult. So when we speak about the halat and the circumstances that we are undergoing as an ummah on a global level, and this is the beauty of Islam in that while some events may be unfolding in one location of the world, one part of the world, it has its effect and impact on the hearts of everyone around the world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in Surah Ad-Duha regarding these type of conditions. And Allah ta'ala starts the Quran, this particular surah and chapter with an oath. Allah ta'ala takes an oath by the early morning light, when the sun rises. It is symbolic of a new day. It is symbolic of hope and good things to come. When a person wakes up in the morning, everyone is fresh. A person has a lot of energy in him and a person has aspirations for that day. Allah Ta'ala speaks about that in the Quran Al-Kareem, that the morning light brings a lot of hope and it brings freshness. And then, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا saja. The other paradigm is the stillness of the night. One is the light of the morning and one is the midst of the night. And we know that the midst of the night represents a sense of darkness. There is also fear. There is a sense of anxiousness and all of these things that are represented by the night. And then Allah makes this example of the conditions of human life because Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam underwent these type of trials to the extent that no one else underwent. This particular chapter and surah was revealed when there was a suspension of wahi and revelation. For a long period Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not send wahi and revelation to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this gave the Makkans and the antagonizers an opportunity to begin to ridicule Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they made statements like, Ma'ad Allah, Allah has forsaken you. Where is that wahi that you were talking about? Where is your mission? It has come to an end, etc. They used this opportunity. And then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala brought consolation to the heart of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by the revelation of this particular surah. And this, these ayat continue to give hope to the ummah in every era and every time. And one of the most striking parts of this particular surah is where Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى الْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى Now the commentators, they explain this verse in two ways. One is the fact that the Akhirah, which we believe in, and this is the difference between us and everyone else, when Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Al-Kareem, وَتَرْجُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَرْجُونَ That you have hope in Allah of what they do not have. Meaning, the believers have hope in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, which non-believers and others cannot have. When it comes to the promises of Allah Ta'ala, when it comes to victory, when it comes to protection, when it comes to nusrat and help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, وَتَرْجُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ That you are able to have this yaqeen, this conviction, this consolation, this hope, what others do not. And what is behind all of this? The azan was given just now. This is that iman. يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ أَشْهَدُ أَلَّا إِلَهِ That we have given testament that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have iman in the power and the qudrat of Allah ta'ala. And we have conviction that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala's help is with the belief. And we do have belief, uh, and we do have iman that antumul a'lona in kuntum mu'mineen. That Allah tabarak wa ta'ala has promised victory for the believers ultimately as long as we remain steadfast upon belief. So these are the maxims of the Quran al-Kareem on a very broad level. But what happens sometimes is because we look at things in a particular time paradigm or we look at things very constrained as a singular event and we feel a bit helpless, we begin to feel a little hopeless and we begin to wonder that where and when and how. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives these broad maxims and formulas and paradigm and principles in the Quran al-Kareem so the believers do not lose their focus and we continue being steadfast. We continue with our steadfastness 
upon the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilling our covenant of what we are required to do in Deenul Islam. So, walal akhiratu khayrul laka minal ula means that most certainly that akhirat, that hereafter, that eventual life, which we all believe in, which is something that is unseen, which is something that is ghayb, as the Quran makes mention. Yu'minuna bil ghayb. They believe in the world of the unseen. And then there's all, a whole lot of explanation behind all of the, the aspect of shahadat and martyrdom and the aspects of the realm of the hereafter, what happens and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's system and plan works for those who have reached al-akhirah. That is a separate discussion altogether. And Allah says that that entire situation is far more better than al-ula. Al-ula is the present. So if we are sad about the present, if we are grieved about what is happening, and if we are beginning to feel a bit of despondency that is creeping in, which is human nature, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا الْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى Regarding a vehicle, Toyota writes on 491850. Uh, Toyota left lights on 491850. So we were saying that الْآخِرَةُ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى So that is the bigger picture. And then the other aspect of this commentary is that al-akhirah means what is coming in this world is better and will be of better consequence than what is happening at present. What is happening at present and what will happen as al-akhirah, what is coming, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. So in other words, there are two very profound promises and hopes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us in this. That one is ultimate, most definite, what we truly believe in, what is embedded in our heart as far as the aspect of al-akhirah in the life of the hereafter, the eternal life, that is something which we have full yaqeen in, and inshallah, we will all reach, and that is much better than our present circumstances, undoubtedly. But further to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you are in distress about what is happening at present, then Allah says, what is coming is better than what? Meaning, there will be better times. Things will get better. Things will improve. And how that will unfold, and what are the dynamics of all of that, that is not something that we should labor upon. And this is something also that is a lesson for us, and a point for us to consider that sometimes we suffer from something that is known in English as a paralysis of analysis. Paralysis of analysis means we become over analytical about a particular situation and that causes us to begin to lose sight of the bigger picture and the greater outcome. So therefore it is of course, good for us to keep in touch and in the know as far as what is happening. That is part of the sunnah also. For us to be cognizant about our surrounding and about the uh, un unfolding of events. But it should not consume us and overwhelm us to the extent that we lose sight of the bigger picture. And we are unable to then uh, fully consider what the, uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has as an outcome. And we keep this in our mind. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most definitely has a master plan. Various ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of. Innahum yakiduna kayda wa akidu kayda. They have their plans, they've got their schemes, what they are doing. Wa akidu kayda, Allah says, I've got my master plan. Wa in kana makruhum litazula minhul jibat. Allah says, don't let their plan overwhelm you. Don't let their propaganda overtake you consume you, even if they have plans of moving the mountain. Look at how precise the Quran al-Kareem is in terms of its analysis. Because this is precisely what they 
have said that they want to do. They want to raise everything to the ground. They want to bring everything down. They want to deconstruct everything. Allah says, وَإِن كَانَ مَكْرُهُمْ لِتَزُولَ مِنْهُ الْجِبَالِ This is their plan. But Allah Taala's master plan will. And Allah gives us further guarantee. Allah gives us further hope. يُرِيدُونَ أَيُّتْفِئُوا نُورَ اللَّهِ بِأَفْوَاهِ Their plan and their propaganda is to extinguish the light of Allah. To extinguish the truth. To put out what is happening in reality. بِأَفْوَاهِهِ Through their media channels, through their propaganda through everything that they are trying to do. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow it to happen. And again, look at the perfect analysis of the Quran al-Kareem that how, would what, to what extent they have tried to distort the truth, to what extent they have tried to change the narrative, to what extent they have tried to conceal what is really happening. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuses to allow the truth to be called. And it will. The truth has now become clear. It's open as daylight. Allah says the truth has arrived. The truth has become manifest for everyone around the world to see. And batil and falsehood and propaganda has been effaced. Allah has diminished its outward power. Sometimes something on the out on an outward appearance looks very powerful, very intimidating. A force may look very powerful. On paper it has the dynamics of a superpower of being able to crush any situation. But Allah wa ta'ala in the Quran Sharif says, If that power, that force is not complemented by truth, by shahadat, by the oneness of Allah wa ta'ala, then it will diminish and it will fade away and it will be deconstructed and it will fade. And again, the analysis of the Quran Al-Kareem is before our eyes to see how much the batil or the falsehood has suffered. And this in itself, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about victory to the believers. It does not mean that everything will be over overnight and victory will be handed on a platter. But it means that Allah Taala's system determines the scale and the level of achievement. Allah determines the scale and level of victory from time to time so that the resistance continues, so that the resilience of the believers is maintained, so that the believers are able to continue with their steadfast. Allah says, what is coming, or the present, what is coming is better than that which is present. My dear friends, <coughs> of course, each and every one of us has a deep amount of pain. It makes us want to cry profusely. It makes us want to express ourselves, sometimes emotionally. But Allah wa ta'ala has called upon the believers, even in our response to a situation of dying difficulty and tribulation there too Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls for us to have justice and to adopt a position of righteousness and correct it doesn't mean that when a situation has arised where every form of injustice has been perpetrated oppression has been perpetrated and a great amount of pain and suffering has been experienced then the believers also descend to that level of immorality. But the mu'mineen and the believers always maintain a level of justice and a level of correctness and right. One of the lessons, among the many lessons that we have learned, is we've spoken about iman, we've spoken about belief in al-akhirah, in al-ghayb. And the other very profound lesson that we have learned is the aspect of collective, the aspect of unity, the aspect of togetherness. And this is one of the most remarkable lessons that the Quran al-Kareem teaches us when it comes to our strength and our power and us being effective. Allah refers to the Muslims as a single community, as a brotherhood, as a strong collective. And what makes us a brotherhood? What makes us a strong community? Allah calls upon us to rectify this element and this aspect of our collective. For us to go beyond our differences, our difficulties, our adversities that we have with each other and to bring about 
common ground to bring about a unification of our strength Allah speaks about the aspect of islah that each and every one in his individual capacity must be able to develop competence develop capacity develop the heart develop that inner strength develop the spiritual spirituality this is something that deals with the inner of a person that inner strength and courage that i must become someone who is able to bring about this brotherhood that Allah Ta'ala speaks about in the Quran. Yes, there will be difficult, there will be differences, there will be situations of disagreement, and there may also be situations when we will differ and argue, but that should never lead us to breaking ties and to causing strife. In the when it comes to this aspect of joining ties, it is something that is so emphasized in the Quran Sharif and in the Hadith. We find one particular Hadith among the many Ahadith that Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us, that Ar-Rahimu Mu'allaqatun Bil-Ard, this aspect of unity and joining our hearts and collectiveness, this Rahim, Family unification, brotherhood that Allah has given us, it is suspended to the throne of Allah Tabarakuta. And Allah gives ties, unity, the opportunity to speak. Taqul, man wasalani wasalahullah. The one who joins me, Allah will join ties with that. The one who brings about and strengthens his brotherhood and his unity, Allah will join ties with that person. Allah will embrace that person. Allah will give that person his love and his mahri. Allah will acknowledge the effort of this person despite the difficulty he's under. And in the second part of this hadith, man qata'ani qata'ahullah. May Allah Ta'ala protect us. Who breaks me? Who severs me? Who discards me? Who disunites? Allah says, Allah, I will cut that person off from So the glad tiding is very great. And the warning also is quite severe. So may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant us the importance of this particular lesson. <coughs> how we look at others. How we consider others. How we interact with others. The Quran Al-Kareem is replete with the importance of emotional intelligence. How a person should be of a forgiving nature, of a soft nature. The way that we speak, our demeanor, our character. Strength in is us being able to bring people together. The aspect of leadership. The lesson of leadership that we learn from what has happened. Look at the astute leadership. The way to bring people together. The way to win over the hearts of people, bring about stability and try to cast away volatility. This is what is called leadership. And this is the competence and the capacity that we need to build in the ummah. That of course, indeed, most certainly we need to develop ourselves in our ibadah. Our ibadah is most important. Our obligations must be fulfilled. We must be performing our salah. We must be giving our zakah. We must give charity. We must do abundant zikr. We must read a lot of Quran Sharif. And we must make a lot of dua. Most certain. This is how our spirituality is driven. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls upon us to develop ourselves academically, intellectually, professionally. We have to be astute in all aspects of deen and of life. Our deen is varied. Our deen is broad. Our deen is holistic, our deen is dynamic, and therefore we develop ourselves competently in all aspects of our And all of this premised on the sunnah and the seerah of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. I will conclude with one beautiful statement of our mashayi that is like a type of a universal maxim and formula. In Urdu there is a beautiful saying that ek raho or nek raho. Ek raho or nek raho. Ek raho means become one. Nabi sallallahu left the ummah as one unified body. Try our level best to unify ourselves. Collective unity, we've seen the outcome. We've seen the power of it. No force in the world can overcome collective unity. And Allah Tabaruk wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Kareem also emphasizes this. Follow Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And do not bicker and fight among yourselves. Your hearts will become scattered. You will become disorientated. You will become divided. And your power and your abilities and your strength, whatever you have, it will be deep. And Allah says, how do you uphold this? When everyone develops this beautiful quality of wasbiru, to become truly patient servants of Allah. Isbiru, become patient, become resilient, become courageous. Allah speaks about this in various other ayat 
in the Quran al Karim also the order of Isbiru, Ya Ayyuhaladina Amanusbiru, Wasabiru, Warabitu. Many ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphatically brings about this quality of Iman, the strength that there is in sabr, in resilience, in courage, in, in, in bravery of being able to be able to embrace what is happening both on an individual level, on a community level, and on a global level. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dear friends, to let the winds of Hidayat spread throughout the world. May Allah wa ta'ala open the hearts of the people towards Deenul Islam and the truth. May Allah wa ta'ala cause the winds of victory to spread throughout the world. And in that way, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also make us active participants in the achievements of the achievements of the Ummah.